Prologue. Anna. November 23rd, 1 AE. The Colony, Colorado. Anna brushed her son's bangs off his forehead as he settled back in the reclining chair. She would have to trim his hair again soon. It was growing so fast now. Just close your eyes, she said, ending the softly spoken words with an even softer sigh. She hated the pain Peter had to endure every day simply to stay alive, but such was the cost of a second chance at life. Such was the cost of being a regen. It'll be over soon. John, the former coroner who'd been in charge of electrotherapy since the treatment's inception, turned away from the small switchboard controlling the electrical current flowing through Peter, just enough to toss Anna a weak smile over his shoulder. A word outside while his, um, treatment is going? Anna clenched her jaw, closed her eyes, and took a deep breath. Despite his irritatingly hesitant and uncertain demeanor, Dr. John Maxwell was valuable. He was short in stature, shrewd of mind, and as far as Anna was concerned, more knowledgeable about the anatomy and physiology of the human brain than any other living person. She just had to remind herself of that sometimes. If she lost sight of that, of the help he, and as far as she knew, only he, could offer her son, she might slip up and remove him from her inner circle. And nobody survived to talk about Anna's inner circle once their membership was revoked. Her life, her child's life, depended on absolute secrecy, and dead men couldn't talk unless they were brought back as regens, but still, they had limited memories. Anna shook her head, disgusted with the direction her thoughts had gone. She was thinking like Gregory, something that seemed to be happening to her more and more with each passing day. What would Tom, her first husband, her true husband, say if he could see her thoughts now? Nothing good, she imagined, and definitely nothing flattering. Peter gave his mom's hand a squeeze, drawing her back to the here and now. The heavy glove Anna wore protected her from the worst of the electrical current humming through his body, but she still felt a slight buzz. It's fine, Mom. Go with Dr. Maxwell. Peter offered her a slightly strained smile. I'll live. Promise. Anna clenched her jaw harder, then forced herself to relax and release her son's hand. Standing, she removed the rubber-lined glove and tossed it on the wheelie chair she'd just vacated. She paused at the door John was holding open and met her son's eyes. If it had been her in the chair, hosting an electrical current as strong as the one flowing through Peter, she would have been seizing her brain sizzling and turning to relative mush. But not Peter, because Peter wasn't like her. Peter wasn't really like anyone. Not anymore. How much longer could this go on? How many more experimental treatments could a 16-year-old boy's body endure? How much higher could they crank up the electrical current without it harming even someone like Peter? Peter flashed Anna another tense smile, and her heart twisted. How long did she have until Gregory lost patience with their son's stop-and-go, mostly stop, 
recovery. Holding her breath, Anna left the room and shut the door. What is it? She said on her exhale. You're very... She scanned John from sneakered toes to balding head. Twitchy today. Or at least twitchier than usual. What changed? John hunched his shoulders. You know that Peter is... He's... Anna crossed her arms and raised her right eyebrow. Peter is what? He's, uh, different. From the others, I mean.